What's going on, friends and family? Welcome to Random Number 90. That's right, Roomies and Movies Number 90. I'm Ox, that's my friend Luke, and we're going to tell you about some of the newest stuff that you should or shouldn't be watching. Um, For this week, we watched uh, half of The Widow on Amazon Prime, uh, four episodes of the episode run. For the best and worst this week, we did Interstellar and Rollerball, uh, respectively. Uh, then we watched. Then we started the second season of Battlestar Galactica with five episodes of that, and then theatrically we caught Fighting with My Family and Greta. Did you get everything handled this week, sir? No, I straight lied to you earlier. I'm yeah. gonna cut you. What didn't <laughs> you? What didn't you watch? Don't you just want to wait till we get to it in conversation? No, because I'm pretty sure it's Interstellar. No, no, no. I watched Interstellar. What didn't you watch then? We'll, we'll find out. It's a secret. This bomb <laughs> will be deployed sometime during this episode. <laughs> you didn't finish Widow, did you? Fuck that show. I didn't finish it. <laughs> I saw you got like a quarter of the way through the third episode, and I was like, man, I don't want to lose his face if he's, if he's intrigued by it, because you were pretty psyched that we were only watching half of it this week, so. Was I? My response was, uh. <laughs> that was because uh, I, I had already I watched that. I read that as super excitement. No, that was me being, that was when I stopped episode three and I texted you being like, how fucking much do I have to watch? <laughs> and I was like, another episode and a half, can't do it. Nope, I thought you were super excited and like you were just putting on the brakes because you knew you were just going to be involving. So. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right, we'll get to it in a bit. Um, no, is there anything you want to talk about news-wise over the last week? I don't know. I don't think so. Fuck news. Fuck fake news. news. So well, let's get into it. What did you hate about the widow? I it's boring. What do you talk about, man? Lame. I saw your tweet like a minute ago, and I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. Uh, no, I really am enjoying it. Um. I think you have to get over that second episode hump. Um, (laughs) But when they have eight episodes, I shouldn't waste two of those with characters I don't care about or have. Like, why am I following these blind people around? What? No. Consolidate your story. I understood what? That he was on the plane? Doesn't make me care about the story. Uh, It gets better. It's pretty intriguing. No. no, no. Come on. I don't want these. No. And then we're following child soldiers, and there's just a, a lot of horse shit. And, and <laughs> I about gave up in the first episode, and she's like, that's my husband. I was like, that's an orange hat. You need to calm the <laughs> fuck down. Um, I don't know if you understand this, but if you love somebody well enough, you have a deeper connection with them, and you can spot them a half a second. Uh, when you go to the hospital and there's a news story and it catches a glimpse of them after you fucked up your leg and had to walk into town to get it sewn up. Not even a glimpse of them. A glimpse of the back of their possible head. No. Uh, no. Listen. How? L- tell me right now, how many people have you seen wearing an orange hat in the last week? Zero. 17. Zero, because it doesn't fucking happen. No one wears this... orange hats. I'm also not in the Congo, though. Could be fashionable there. Don't know. <laughs> you have the you have that dense tropical rainforest esque climate and everything, and you think everybody's just rolling around in orange hats just to be so- spotted easier in this thick brush. Yeah, yeah. So, so they it's a it's a it's it's a defense mechanism against tigers. It's like <laughs> look at my orange hat, rawr, get out of here. I mean, no, maybe. but it, in the end, it came down to like when I stopped episode three, I was like, oh, I'm not paying attention to this at all because I do not care. Like, I was like, who's this person? Should I care? When did they show? <laughs> Wait, he's in a box. Nope, I'm done. Don't care. <laughs> that makes totally more sense. Um, there are little things you have to pick up along the way and you have to be paying attention. But. 
the show's not worth paying attention to. One, you you need to fucking give me more Kate Beckinsale if you're trying to say this is a Kate Beckinsale show. She's hardly in those first episodes. I, I, I we're we're following fucking blindy McFucking Norwegian dude around, and I think he's fucking that other blind person, and then he's lying about being on a plane. I don't even know. And then you're following around some like British colonialist guy who's running a fucking child war, war fucking warrior clan, and I'm like, I just, I know I'm done. It is so fascinating. It's so intriguing if you pay attention, because it is like it is that it's that small little intimate lost mystery that they have running, and it's really well written. written. Uh, I want to talk to you more about this, but I don't know if you're going to be on board for the other half. Oh, I absolutely am not. I couldn't finish the first half. <laughs> yeah, but out of spite, you'd probably finish it up just to yell at me more. That's fine. I don't think you understand how little time I have left in my life to do things like this. It's fine. I'll finish it up and let you know how awesome it is next week. Yeah. Um, Tell me all about those mysteries. Also, Lost. I believe. Goddamn, is there a smoke monster? What cooking, What intimate fucking mysteries are you talking about on Lost? Uh, because people aren't who they say they are. Um, they're light leading. Oh wait, lives. are you telling me? Are you telling me that man is not Mister Tequila? Is that what? Like, is that a false front? <laughs> it's true. His real name is Peter Bello. It's a fucking goddamn Dracula. No, done with the shit. Also, his name is spelled P I E T E R, and it's really annoying to see it spelled that way. Mm-mm, I love subtitles. That's the best <laughs> way. I really hate it. Every time they say his name, I'm like, "That's not how you spell Peter." You guys are being dickheads. <laughs> That's my only grip with the show whatsoever. Um, you find out that the blind man lost his sight because the bomb that was placed on the plane that yeah I saw that part that Beckinsale's friend's wife was carrying because he had a gambling problem and they were doing wait what that was friend's wife the one who blew up in the car yeah his his wife the reason she was on the plane is because she was carrying this bomb on the plane see don't care Whatever. <laughs> Knock it off. And then, like, episode three and four, you get so much back in sale because she's, like, trying to go through the, like, these back road ditches and trying to find this Bella fellow. <laughs> what are the odds that she becomes a white savior to those young child soldiers by the end of the season? Hmm. See, now you've pissed me off. <laughs> I'm enjoying this show because she doesn't have very much to do with it, and I'm pretty sure that's probably gonna happen. Um, just because you said it, and that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> I like how little influence she has on the world around her, and like people are trying to get her, even though she's oblivious to everything happening around her. I mean, her car almost fucking blew up. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure her father or whatever, old Tywin Lannister is the one that planted that bomb. Oh, shit. Charles Dance is doing it all? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's going to come Do up. Do you know the first time I ever, I ever seen Charles Dance was in uh, fucking... No, Nosferatu? Uh, no, the second Underworld movie where he played vampire. Oh, I forgot. He's the goddamn dude. Um, He's the one who plays Nahi. Listen, let's watch all five Underworld for next week. Listen, I've seen them all multiple times. I don't need to see them again. I can talk about it right now. The third one is the best one by far. I I can't. I don't know if I've seen the first two or the first three. The third one is the prequel with Bill Nighy and Michael Sheen set in the fucking ancient times. And, and, and it's like a- they burned their, his wife at the stake, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. That. But that was also in the first one. That was his motivation oh, in the okay. first one. Hmm, I'm really having a problem figuring out if I have seen the third one then. And then the fourth one 
has the greatest thing ever where they couldn't get Scott Speedman to come back because what the fuck Scott Speedman doing? And they CGI his face onto a stunt double. <laughs> Oh, that's really great. I'm really intrigued by this series now. I'm really... Dude, we're heavy in vampires right now. It's ridiculous. What? No. Listen, we are... From, like, almost everything we're watching, we are, like, two steps away from a a vampire association somehow. Hmm. We should watch Twilight. That's what we'll do. Absolutely not. I veto it heartily. No. What if it shows up on one of these lists? Hmm? <laughs> Fuck. It, it, oh, it should. Oof. Whatever. That last movie is fucking beautiful. Uh, that was one of my favorite theatrical movie going experiences in the past 10 years. Is it? Uh, it was me and two buddies, the only ones in the theaters laughing our dicks off. It was so fucking funny. Listen, I tried making fun of the. I tried watching that first one, and all I was doing was making fun of it. And I got bored of making fun of it half hour in. And I was like, I can't do this. This movie is awesome. Yeah, but see, you, uh, you know the 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 child Murphy from Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, she plays Bella and fucking what's his nuts kid, and she has like CGI fucking. She's like a four months old and she's fully grown like that and the, the werewolf's trying to fuck her. Super weird. And then Michael Sheen shows up. It's awesome. <laughs> I know that was the ending of the books and I was like, I'm not I'm not going forward with this. That's way too weird. <laughs> Fucking weird. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Gross. But you got the you get the part where they're having complications, so Edward has to bite the kid out. He like uses his vampire teeth to get in there. Shouldn't he have like vampire claws? Can he just like lunge into her? No, they don't have claws. They're not Nosferatu's. They're sparkly. Man, these vampires suck so much. Yeah, once you get into it, and you realize the whole like fourth book is like an anti-abortion book and about how you're supposed to have kids. And it's I was, <laughs> I was wondering if there was a point that you were going to make that would make me hate these stories even more. And you got there. Yeah. Surprise. Because even like, you know, like the, the child vampire is so fucking strong. Because they're not, vampires are dead. They're not supposed to have kids. And she gets knocked out, but it's so strong. And like, it's feeding off in her and it's killing her. And she's like, He's like, we need to get rid of this. It's killing you. She's like, no, it's my child, and I love it, and I need to give birth to it. We can't kill an innocent being like this. And I was like, oh, this is just not even so, <laughs> so So wait a minute. Does it just stay that like a tiny baby for its life then? No, it's like a super intelligent one-year-old that looks like it's like 12 or something. It's fucking weird. It's gross. Ugh. It is. No thanks. It's weird. No, it's, thanks. Weird. it's weird. You should you should also read the books. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Hard pass. Mm, I don't know. So that's where we sit with the widow. I'm pretty excited that Luke's gonna catch up with us for next week. Yeah. Even though yeah. he says he's not gonna, I'm pretty sure he's going to. Whatever, I'll read the fucking wiki entry or something. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so let's talk about the best and worst with Interstellar and Rollerball. Let's start with Rollerball. Also, like, I feel like you loved this movie. I absolutely did not. <laughs> but it was Woof. What a fucking mess. <laughs> it's so bad seeing all these... Mm, some decent Don't actors. Say- really? Fucking, you're gonna stand up for Chris Klein? No, I'm standing up for Leon, the professional. Oh, what? why did you hire fucking Jean Renault to play a Russian? What? What is going on? <laughs> There's a lot about this movie that I just really, genuinely hate, and I remember, like, thinking about back on it last week when you announced it. I was like, I remember kind of liking it when I was a kid, so maybe that'll get... Nope. This movie is shit. Wow. I'm sure you really enjoyed it for all the shit music in it. Like, oh, fuck, Rob Zombie's played over the credits. Fuck, yeah. Mm." (laughs) 
give me that Dracula or whatever the fuck. But like, it's so bad. Oh, that... that, like none of that made sense. Like they're in fucking Europe and in uh, Asia playing these sideshow rollerball derbies. Like, no, that would never happen. Especially if they're only playing their fucking players peanuts. There's no way they're getting headlining acts. Like, it's so ridiculous. Uh, and it makes no sense because there's literally that part where like they're backstage getting ready to go to the game and there's just homeless people living in the stadium. Yeah. And then it cuts to just Slipknot performing for like four homeless people and I'm like, what is <laughs> Paul Heyman was a great part of this movie, but that was about Probably it. Probably the only watchable part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love um, it because we got a better version of this from Alita, and they showed it for 20 seconds, and, like, that's all you need. Because this game well, doesn't make any fucking sense. I love how literally, like, one person at one point is just like, I don't even understand the rules, whatever. <laughs> and then, when you get to the last game, no penalties, no rules is on the window. It's like, it looks the exact yeah. same, except they have fucking razor blade high high sticks. I was like, what... I don't even know. I can't this. Oh, so and I I uh, questioned the R-rated version, and I had to look it up. And they took out some of the gore or blood splashes, and then there was that. Uh, oh, I figured it was, the front. I figured it was because Rebecca Romaine was naked. Yeah, that was the other scene that got cut. So it was like twenty seconds longer than the actual <laughs> release. But you can rent it on Prime for three bucks, and it's like, or you can watch it <laughs> the PG, and they still show some gratuitous shots. So, yeah, uh, like a lot, like of, a lot, surprisingly, <laughs> but like, oh man, like when we got to that like unbearably long night vision sequence, I about gave up. Ooh. I was like, what? I this is. I don't remember that at all, and I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have given up for sure. Woof. You don't remember the long sequence of them being traced by a plane and it's all shot in night vision? No, no I did not. And I was like... And L. O. Cool J, that's where they killed L. O. Cool J's character? Uh, no, I thought he had made it to the... I thought these guys figured a way to get these bad guys like, and keep the integrity of this game alive and like... Oh, they were both on the back of that motorcycle. I was like, oh, now I remember. This is fucking terrible. Oh. Oh, so bad. And, and like, the mo- the worst part when, like, because I'd never seen this before. <laughs> fucking rollerball did not appeal to me fucking 16 years ago. It doesn't now. But, like, when it came up and it was, like, a John McTiernan film, I was like, oh, no, you made really good action movies. What happened? Oof. I don't know, because this was a fucking mess. You talk about all these movies we're seeing nowadays that don't have, like, so tonally wrong, and, like, <laughs> not to mention the concept of the movie itself is just so bad. I love it that it falls in oh, that I... little that little blimp of movies that were made because, like, these blood action sports were, like, giving these companies super boosting their ratings and like that was new currency like for this and like death race and shit like that well like when the movie started with uh, a prolonged downhill luge <laughs> sequence I was like that's everyone's favorite what are we even doing here oh it's so oh some reason he had to flee the country because the cops were aggressively pursuing him because he was down illusion in San Francisco. Listen, if you screw around in San Francisco on a luge board, they're coming after you, and they're gonna get you. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I can't go, man. I gotta try out for the NHL. No, wait, I'll go play rock roller blading. Doing a, <laughs> the rules that make any sense. It's a figure eight, but you gotta go across the track on the top and then throw a ball at a gong hard enough to make sparks go. That was it. That was it. Also, you can follow behind these motorcycles that are 
clearly taking up the whole path almost. So, you know how bad it was when, like, I think it's in the first of the three rollerball sequences when it kept cutting to a terribly CGI, like, rendering of it. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what the commentators were watching. Yeah. Ridiculous. And then uh, Saeed from Lost. Yeah. Saeed showed up and got fucking blown away with that shotgun. The old double cross. But clearly, high quality shotguns if you can bust the butt off on them so easily. I just don't. Uh, I don't know. Like, the, it's not good. We'll, we'll get that out the way. It's a fucking bad. It's real bad. Um, I feel like it's one of those movies that, like, somebody wrote down, like, TV viewers like violence. And then they're like, that's the theme, but we're not going to expand on it or actually do anything besides no. being like violence. No, I'm sure they watched American Pie and they're like, hey, that really wholehearted guy that wanted to wait for marriage or bullshit, whatever, let's put him in a roller bar s- ball scene. Uh, roller derby, super but exciting. Doing that the, fucking, the pie fucker said no, so we got to go with him. <laughs> so bad. So, so bad. Ugh. So don't watch that at all. Um, jumping from there to the best list with Interstellar. And how did you enjoy your rewatch? Well, I'm curious about you because you are such a fucking little baby. And hate Nolan. Listen, I have a lot of problems with Nolan. I was surprised on how all right with this movie I was for the second viewing. Did you fucking throw up a bit when you saw it the first time? Uh, no. Uh, I think my justification for hating it is still the same, but I enjoy some of the parts a little bit better. Um, because, I mean, it's, it's three different movies put together. But we, no. Yeah, it's no movie. way. Tonally? No way. You have the scene where he's on Earth, yeah. and then he's in space. Like, those are so different shifts in attention for everything. Um, no, because that's what propels. the. You can't send him to space without showing what the Earth is and why he has to do that. I don't know. It. Uh, so when we watched Alita a few weeks ago, this felt very similar to that kind of setup. What? Where it's like the three different sections, very noticeable sections. And uh, nah. So, what did you like about it? Oh, I actually don't really like. Fuck this you! Why are you fighting so hard about <laughs> this? God damn you! <laughs> You're a real fucker, you know that. Um, but like, this is probably like my least favorite Nolan movie. I I will say it it plays more. It played better this time around than it did last time, but I just think the script is clunky. Yeah. Is my problem with it? Yeah. Um, it's just. And also, I'm fucking tired of fucking space madness. Get fucking get off that dick, fucking sci-fi writers. Just every time somebody's like, I'm space mad, and now I gotta like. I was watching it last night, and Hannah had never seen it, and she walked in like about the point they found Damon, and she's like. Something's wrong with him. He's gonna try and kill this guy, isn't he? And I was like, "Fuck! It's almost like you've seen this, or it's just because this lady fucking ride, dude." Yeah, yeah. I, I remember it surprising me in theaters, but like this time, it was like, "Yeah, it's clearly he's fucking crazed. Why would he destroy half his ship just for the fuck of it?" Like, yeah. Um, and like, I don't feel once you know that it is. Conahay in this fifth dimensional tesseract communicating with his daughter. I, you know, at least the first time you saw it, there's some kind of ambiguity and mystery to what's going on in her room and what's happening. And now you're just like, oh, it's, it's just fucking McConaughey. Yeah. Um, I, I, I enjoyed all the space shit. Like, um, when they're in the ships and like crossing the black hole, I remember really enjoying the imagery of that. Like, cause that looks gorgeous and like all the shit we don't know. And oh, he's no. just able to piece together like that um the movie is fucking beautiful like it's so like i i saw it in imax when it first came out like those shots of like 
when the space station after it it blows when Damon is trying to get on and it's spinning away and you just see it as a small little piece and the ship chasing after it from this big planet like it's beautiful yeah stuff that shows how small they are in terms of what they're doing it's just the story doesn't work for me i don't buy into this whole like love transcends all time and space like gravity no stop it this is fucking i want to like the concept and the story like that but it just yeah it just doesn't come together and like um the I really enjoyed the the robots um, because it kind of plays on stuff that we're seeing. Obviously, jettisoning him into a black hole would obliterate him, but like he's like, I'm a fucking robot, so do whatever. Um, do you know who uh, who voiced Tars? Sounds familiar, but I couldn't. It's the it's the brother Carrie from Legion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Was it somebody else for Case, then? I don't know who did Case. I just know it was Bill Irwin and Guitars. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I'll give it up. Like, even though I'm not as invested in this film as I do his other stuff, like, Nolan knows how to build. He just builds and builds. Like, that sequence where... Murph's, you know, setting the fields on fire to get her brother to come and go in the house, intercut with like Damon and McConaughey fighting up the ship, and like that just builds and it works so mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I think the score did a lot, a lot of the heavy lifting for a uh, some of those scenes too, um, especially when they're in space and like you're getting, you're seeing what's going on, but it's. Um, audio from a different sequence that's happening at the same time. Um, well done. Like and, it, is, it does go on for three hours, and it's like, it, you have to... But it doesn't feel like three hours. Um, I don't know. If It definitely felt like three hours for me, but it kept my attention better than the first time I saw it. So you're going to see it again? You've changed your mind? No. No. I said it's an alright movie. I didn't... I'm not gonna fucking suck it off. Yeah, but it's not a fucking fuck you, man. <laughs> but I remember, like, all the sci-fi stuff we've been watching and, like, um, Cloverfield Paradox that we've seen, like, in Arrival, and, like, there's little glimpses of things that they did well and things that were done better in other movies like that. So, like... Um, I really like Arrival's take on like this fifth dimension time type situation. Um, considering this is four or five years old, uh, five, I believe it's twenty fourteen. It's pretty pretty good at being on the cusp of all that stuff that went down. I, I mean, even though we're talking about Battlestar Galactica in a second, that's been around for. 15 years now, so. I don't know. It's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. Yeah, how do you feel that you had to pay to watch it? Uh, I mean, it makes me pay have to pay attention because I'm not just fucking throwing away a watch. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so you're ready to watch uh, Dark Knight Rises again? No, I really hate that movie and I don't think there's anything that's going to save that one. Mm, you haven't talked to me about it and how wrong you are. Listen, I'm sure we're going to get there because it's got to be on the worst list. Absolutely <laughs> not. It might be on the best There's list. There's no fucking way. Rises is on the best list. You, you don't know this. There's a fucking chance in hell that viewer scores have gotten that pushed to a point where it's the top 35 films of the world. <sighs> You never know. Man, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna. Sh- I'm. We're done. <laughs> All right, I won't go that drastic. But is it on the best list? Oh, no, I think Dark Jesus Knight is. Christ. I was really worried there for half a second because I never want to see that fucking movie again. We're gonna watch all the best movies. It's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tear it apart. <laughs> 
and you're gonna have to sit there. You're wrong. You're so it'll be a great completely game. wrong. That movie is so terrible. No, it's not. Oh my god! It really ruined the whole trilogy. One part of a three-part trilogy is so awful that I just don't care about the other two parts anymore. That is absolutely wrong, and you're being Listen, for the week we watch Dark Knight, I'll fucking watch the trilogy. I don't give a shit. Fuck yeah! And I'll fucking tear it apart. I don't give a fuck. I hate that movie. And there's no oh way that movie's good, and you're gonna see. I can't wait for you to come back that week and be like, yeah, you were right. And that movie sucks so bad. When he, when he, tells himself, he climbs back out of the well like he did as a child to get fucking becoming what he needs to be again. It it's only great. Takes him a fucking half a year that they don't visualize that it looks like the next day, but he's cro- traversed half the world. One, it's fucking bullshit. One, it's three months, and two, they visualize passage of time with the fucking montage. No, that doesn't... No, that's bullshit. Uh, it's called a montage. <laughs> it's what it does. The passage of time. <laughs> that's, a, that's the worst montage I've ever seen in my life, then. Bane's in his fucking fancy coat, and he's fucking <laughs> being like, I'm read No! It sucks so bad. So we'll deal with that at some point this year, I'm sure. Oh, I can't wait. Not looking forward. I'm gonna go bomb the Dark Knight with bad reviews so that it comes in like two weeks. Uh, do it. I dare you. Cause goddamn Rotten Tomatoes is is trying to fight all that shit, but whatever. <laughs> well, that's because Rotten Tomatoes is like, oh, the movie's not even out yet. Sure, post your reviews. Obviously, you've seen that. Like, what? Get off. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Idiots. And then the people's reviews are like, I've never seen it, but she hates men. Fuck this one star. Like, how does that even get through? What are you guys doing? Yeah, it's just like Yelp reviews. It's just like Yelp reviews when people go out for supper. They're like, listen, the meal was great. Service was excellent. Uh, my car got towed. So one star out of five. Fuck you guys. Yeah, but at least those people actually went to the fucking restaurant. I I know. I'm on your (laughs) side. Out with everybody. <laughs> so, uh, going from there, let's talk some uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, fucking Marshall. We're on doing the second season now, watching the first five episodes of that, and what a roller coaster it was. God damn it, I love this show. It's, it's pretty good. It's, it's pretty yeah. good. Um, so we start out, uh, obviously Adama gets shot in the end scene of season one that blew my mind. Um, because it, like, everything I have to look up for this show, like getting posters and whatnot, I'm like, Adama makes it to season five. I was like, is this how early we find out that he's a Cylon? If he's a Cylon? I'm like, poof, buckle up. Because goddamn. And then... Having the anticipation of, like, we found Starbuck in an episode, so it should only take one episode to get Adama back on his feet and whatever. Nope. Shit's gone sideways. Um, yeah, because we got a little fucking tie just ruin everything. <laughs> uh, the XO takes over the ship, uh, essentially declares martial law, and kind of it's his it's his show to run now and uh if you don't like it he doesn't give a fuck because he's back on the bottle hitting that sauce again yeah, it really shot. <laughs> like you see there are those flashbacks too of like when adama got him back in service and stuff and he was like in a hotel room like drunk burning his shit you know like he needs the structure of the military to keep him afloat but he also needs someone telling him what to do. Yeah. Like, he should not be in a position of command. And it's great because Apollo, like, realizes that, too. And, like, everything's so loosely held together at this point that, like, Adama, you can see, is the linchpin for all of it. Um, even with Rosalind being president, like, none of this has any meaning without Adama at the helm of everything else. Because, like, he's the one that keeps the order reasonably well and like 
you get that great episode of Ty like realizing how much pressure there is for all the decisions that he makes and like to see him just continually uh fuck up more and more um and like just dig himself a uh, bigger hole and bigger hole um but also he has to deal with Ellen being a a manipulator and uh I think that was a really great scene um for him to figure out that she is kind of this poison in his life that uh when push comes to shove and he's like well I've royally fucked up here so hopefully Adama comes back at some point and saves my ass so he's gotta fix everything that I've fucked up yeah but you know like if you build upon the first season right Mm -hmm. it's all about the scrappy remnants of humanity coming together and learning to survive and these whole first five episodes are about splintering all of them apart and seeing if these people can make it on their own. Yeah. You know, we have all these different, you have Hilo and Starbuck on Caprica. You have Baltar and Tyrell and Tally on Cobalt. And then you have the fleet literally being split in almost what they say a third. Once they go back to Cobalt on that last episode, you know, half the fleet leaves with Roslyn. But like, not even that. We are leaving Leaving what? most of the fleet defenseless when uh, Galactica makes a bad jump and isn't cleared or like isn't with the rest of the fleet, so they're defenseless and and they have no idea where they are. So yeah, so we just have this real breakdown of like let's you know we show that the only way these people are going to survive are with each other, but now let's break them apart and see if they can make it within these smaller. It's an interesting dynamic for what they're doing in the season. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, episode two, you get the great uh, the Cylons crashing into Galactica and then boarding them and like working towards um, basically crippling the ship to the point where it kills everybody on board. Um, well, not even that. They wanted to get to the airlock controls and blow everyone out into space. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that would have left everybody. Yeah. Um really great stuff and like to for these people to be crossing so close to di- to that danger uh and then having that final standoff um there's this great sense of like urgency as well as uh this idea that maybe they're really fucked because they only have a handful of bullets that will work on these sons of bitches so um yeah, from there we uh, get Rosalind in the brig kind of losing her mind because she's not able to get her drugs. And um, Ty sees, sees this weakness and f- feels like he can gain a better grip on everything by showing her in this weakened state. Um, but she does get her drugs right before that and kind of comes out as the prophet that will lead up to Earth. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see if she reveals that Adama doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Um, but she kind of gave him an ultimatum. It was like, listen, we're going to go to Cobalt. We're going to find out where Earth is. Um, you're welcome to join us or not. Um, because she's hiding amongst the fleet. And like a third of them jump away. And way more than Adama thought. And it'll be interesting to see what his next move is to to jump and guard. I'm guessing to jump and guard them. But to see how this all plays out and how these people interact with these decisions they keep making and how they all affect everybody else's. So, um, yeah, and like all, all credit Galactica and as you know, as like no one's ever right and no one's ever wrong, mm-hmm. they play in this great morality so well, yeah, because uh, you know, like in the end. Rosalind and Adama are both trying to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, they're trying to protect humanity. It's just they're going about it different routes and it puts them at odds right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, Rosalind becoming a prophet and using uh, the idea of the, the scrolls of Pythia and this religious foundation <clears throat> to give these people hope on what they're doing, what they're going, is no different than Adama lying about the military knowing where Earth is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it, it's. It plays on said. It plays on the same string said differently, and it's such a great character 
interactions because of it be like also that fucking Cylon that's guarding her on the brig and then you get the jump to him being the doctor at the farmhouse I'm like motherfucker I almost, Listen, I almost texted you and I was like is that the same motherfucker I was like mm, I'm guessing we're going to find out in this episode so and we do it's, 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 it's not do I need to call you racist no you're telling me the 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 soldier guarding her isn't the same exact person because they look pretty. It is. Close. It is not. That's two different people, sir. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, I think I'm fascinated by this idea of silence and like just looking for who the twelve are. That like anybody that I mean, I did it with uh, number six and Ty's wife, so it's not a racist thing. It's I'm just looking for all the silence, and I'm. I can't. It's Adama, it's Roslyn, they're all Cylons. They're not Cylons. So, what brings... Okay, so... I I don't know. I can't say for sure that they aren't, but... So, like, the they have promo materials for the season, whatever, um, and it shows 12 of the characters... Um, for uh, a few of the posters, I was like, shit, those are the 12. And, like, it's Adama and Rosalind or whatever. And it's like, wait a minute. They don't show uh, Leopold or the other dude that they left on that one planet. Like, so they can't all... The, those can't be the Cylons. Those are just the main actors, so... I don't know. I, I don't know who's a Cylon at this point, except Sharon. Sharon's definitely a Cylon, and she's a real bitch. <laughs> if nothing else, we have Sharon... We have six. Listen, don't don't call six a Cylon. She's my lady. <laughs> we have Doral mm. and whatever the doctor's name is. I can't remember. So we have five right now. Okay. Interesting. I'm, I'm so blown away by... Uh, also, uh, we were talking about this. Um, Gaius is... The, the fascinating character that he is and the way he has to play these double entendres while he's speaking because he's got number six in his mind and he's talking to the people outside his his space and like just a fascinating progression. Also when he comes back and he's vice president and tries throwing his weight and ties like martial law, you don't mean shit. <laughs> um but yeah, then you get the episode where they're at the farmhouse and you see these Cylons trying to make babies with human essential human test tubes and uh, what what role was Starbucks supposed to and what did they do to her and like god damn, this show's too great. Pretty good. But you also get fucking lame ass Anders. Goddamn pyramid players aren't re- starting a revolution. Stop it. <laughs> I'm so glad I watched this before I watched Rollerball because I'm pretty sure I would have way more to say about Anders being a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I like it because we get Hilo um, and Starbuck as well as Sharon with Child. I know what I was going to ask you. Cool now. How, how, how much more do you love Starbuck now that you know she's an artist? Uh, lots. Like, it's it's unfathomable. Like how much I enjoy Starbucks' character because, like, she's just this awesome, incredible, strong-willed character. Um, obviously taking down Number Six, like throwing her through a a floor of a fucking building. Um, the religious stuff I could take relief, but. Uh, <laughs> Other than that, like, yeah, well, like, you better, you better buckle in, buddy, because this is a very religious show. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. And, like, I'm sure I'd go to those links for a Starbucks. I'm fine with it. She has a cool spaceship. She can take me cruising. It's fine. Um, But, yeah, then we get those great, like, uh, I know I text you this, um, but there's that scene when Adama is still laid up and uh, Apollo comes to say goodbye to him. Um. And, like, Adama moves his hand ever so slightly, and it's, like, the the, the undescribable way this show makes you feel about these few characters is ridiculous. 
Um, just a, a great uh, acknowledgement of the crew and everybody and directing and everything, like just setting all that in play. So good. But yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really great. I love it. because So this is your second watch through of season two, right? Uh, probably. Cause I, I don't know. Well, I remember There's... you were saying you only watched season one multiple times, so. Yeah, because I would always get people into yeah. it, and I always got through season one with them, and then by the time we got to, like, season two, I'd go to work, and I'd come back, and be like, well, I watched half the season. <laughs> like, oh. So I've seen episodes here and there. That's that said, there's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh... Oh, my God. The finale. It's, uh... A lot of them I'm really looking forward to, like, You're talking 15 episodes away? I won't even know what we're talking about for three weeks. You're a real real piece of work. There's shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm excited uh, to get Starbuck and Hilo back to see what happens with Sharon. Um, The other uh, Adama and uh, the Chief had that great moment where Adama's like, uh, she's a Cylon, so you're definitely going to see her again. And he's like, shit. <laughs> and I think he realized what what's going down now. And um, also that whole shit full of hers is just so weird. So, um, Also the attacks on Cobol, like um, guy is blown away, crashed down. That's caught me off guard. Uh I figured when we saw Crash Down in season one, I was like, oh, cool. He's just a lesser known character, but he'll be around for a while. And then that happened. I was like, well, shit. Because uh, I really like Crash Down. Why? He completely lost the guy. Was going to get everyone killed. No, 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 no. I like the, the dude playing Crash Down. Okay, there we yeah. go. Because I was like, literally, the Chief's just like, Hey man, there's nobody at patrolling over there. We can just go destroy this. He's like, "No, nah, we're gonna have to use Callie's bait. She, you gotta go run out there and distract her." Uh, so, uh, get caught up. Watch fucking Battlestar Galactica with us, and it's fucking dope. <sighs> you got you got anything else for Battlestar Galactica? No, I'm just really excited. It's it's been a minute since I watched the show, and like. I'm just really, like it was hard not to continue watching. Uh, it, it really is like, but that uh, fifth episode was such a great stopping point because you get the first four where Adama's laid out, and then he returns for the fifth one, and now they have all these problems still. And it's like uh, this this show does a great job of pacing. Um, oh yeah, well you just wait till the fucking yeah, <laughs> wait till the end of <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, that's Battlestar Galactica. What do you think of the new theatrical release, Greta? Oof, it's 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 something. Is it? That's an answer. Um, this was a surprise throw-in from last week because I mentioned it and uh, Luke was gung ho about it because he knew it's a horror movie horror-esque movie, and I was like, I was not comfortable with it. And he's like, oh, we're definitely seeing it now. I was like, shit. Shit, I should have kept my mouth shut. Um, yeah, I'm just getting you crying for us at the end of the month. Listen, all, all this shit movie did was show me I'm very much not ready for us. Oh my god, did this movie scare you? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it gave me uh, those weird vibes, like from... Um, Get out! Get oh, get what? out! There, are, fuck. are you afraid that a fucking fifty-year-old French woman's gonna take a picture of you on a bus? There's nothing scary about this. Thing. No, the fucking using poison and deca- de in- incapacitating me to a point where then I get locked in a room, even though they'd have a hell of a time dragging me into any kind of room. <laughs> Whatever. There was a row of like geriatrics watching this. <laughs> When uh, at the end, when she's like, "I know somewhere to put her," and this lady, this like sixty-five-year-old woman, was like, "Put her in the room." <laughs> and then when they shut her in the box, they all started clapping. Oh wow! I'm glad I didn't have that experience. <laughs> Children, but 
in the end, I think the movie's not suspenseful enough to be scary. And I don't think it leans into the comedy hard enough to be funny. Yeah. It, it's right on that border. It's like, uh, the, the Greta character is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, when she's just, like, spitting gum at people and shit. And, like, it's fucking funny, man. Oh, yeah. But she's just like, oh, no, I can't wear my gloves now because you fucking cut my pinky off. How dare you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, like, it, it treads this line where uh, the suspenseful shit. And, like, when she is following them around, it's like, yeah, that absolutely could happen in any day life. And, like, how many times do we see fucking people getting road rage and just fucking popping off and not thinking about what they're actually doing? And, like... So, remember when earlier in this episode we've been talking about teams, I talked about rollerball and, like, trying to comment on, like, consumerism and the idea of violence and how we consume it not being really there and then in like interstellar there's the idea of like love and how this connects us through eons and generations and space and time and not really connecting yeah like this film very much is trying to talk about like how hard it is for a woman to take care of someone who's harassing them like you know we can't but it, I don't feel it goes far enough in that. But, you know, there's the talk. Of, like, when they go to the police, and like, well, fucking can't do anything. She's standing across the street. I don't know. Can't stop her. Huh. And, like, oh, well, you don't have to go to court. It's going to take six months for your case to even be heard before you can get a restraining order. And, like, that shit's real. No, for sure it is. And, like, I didn't make that connection until right now because I was just caught up in the whole hiding people in a fucking box. And, like, it didn't occur to me that this is a predator um, even though all this stuff that she does show like obviously she plays a villain that is predominantly white male and like that's a much clearer narrative to show Um, but even when she takes down the uh, private detective that like comes and figures out what's going on and then can't do anything about it. Like, yeah, it's and I'm so not ready for us because of this. Like, this is this is not on the level of Jordan Peele and like how suspenseful that shit's gonna be. It's gonna be cool. It's but gonna, I mean, it's gonna be fucking scary. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think the weird thing was like that movie's not even long. It's only like an hour. Forty minutes, yeah. maybe. Yeah, but it feels like there's a point when, like, the dad comes home to where his daughter supposed to live. She's like, "Is he back from vacation?" And the roommate's like, "I thought she was with you." And it's like, "Oh, that's when they figure it out and it finishes." And then it shows the dad hired a private investigator, and I was like, "How fucking long is this?" Been? Yeah, what is I, same exact thing. And then you see uh, what's her name pick up the purse on the on the subway. It's like, oh. Well, obviously, there's a passage of time that they don't describe, but... Yeah, and then they fucking, like... Listen, you can have fucking... Fucking Mike or Monroe try and do a Texas accent and not show me your face. <laughs> I know her fucking voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously, this is where she went after the Hot Summer Nights movie. And also, like, she just put a wig on. Yeah. Like, fucking... Greta was taking how many photos of her face straight on mm-hmm. and like seeing pictures of them together. Yeah. She just walks in with a wig and just like didn't catch it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so it, it's all right. I thought it was an all right movie. It's fine. It's weird. I don't think it, it, it rides the line of me not being interested. Like if it went one way or the other, I think I could have been more into it. I, I don't think they did a great job of promoting it either. Cause like the, it's, I think the promotions for it leans one way or the other and it's not sure what way it wants to do it. But like also had I not brought it up, I probably would have never watched this movie just because like it just seemed boring. <laughs> But it was alright. Like, like the poster and everything, like, just really doesn't gauge my attention. So, mm. sure. So, there's that. So yeah, I suppose 
It's much better than replicas, so. <laughs> We've seen some stinkers really already this year. Um, yeah, fucking pretty pretty. <laughs> Jumping from there, what'd you think of Fighting with a Family? Oh, it's definitely not my favorite movie of the year, like someone else I know. It is totally mine. I fucking love this movie. It's okay. I don't it's fine. Um, it's a movie that has montages, but I don't hear you screaming about them. <laughs> uh, because they gave the uh, illusion that they would be a passage of time, so I was ready for it. <laughs> Listen, they did it bad in fucking Rises. You're gonna see later this year. But goddamn it, lies. They did it better than. No fucking way. Um, but no, I, I thought, like, there were points when fucking Nick Frost was just knocking out of the park and I was just dying laughing in the theater. Um, he has some really great moments. And, like, um, this family realizing that uh, they're blessed just to have each other and everything they got in life. And then to have their daughter be able to reach for this goal that she's always wanted and, like, just fucking cool. I don't know. I think there's no... I don't think it builds to the emotional climax it thinks it does. Yeah, that's fair. I mean... Like, once you... Once she comes back from England and she's like, I'm still here, I'm still gonna do it. And then we get a quick montage and then it's just like, oh, hey, you're debuting tomorrow night and winning the title. Cool. Like, it just feels like... Yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that's what I don't want to be such a cynical asshole, but it feels like WWE with their films is getting to a point where they want. And, but right now, it's like Netflix levels where they're they're trying some stuff, seeing what works, and somewhere down the line, they'll make a really great movie. Um, I thought they had a great cast for this though. Especially with Nick Frost and Lena Headley doing such a great job. Um, and then Rock just being himself, I suppose. But uh, Vince Vaughn did a good job. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but I'm also enjoyed. just like, I'm like, who is he supposed to be? Because fucking, listen, I grew up on fucking WWF when The Rock and Stone Cold coming up. Fucking Rock didn't throw no random dude off a 30-foot cage. That was Undertaker to Mick Foley. Come on now. Yep. Fucking um, lies, Rock. You lied to me. <laughs> uh, but you had that knowledge and I didn't so I figured it was just a fictitious lie for the movie um, <laughs> but no it's it's, it's fine um, I just don't think I was in, as invested as in it as the movie thinks I should have been does yeah. that make sense? yeah that's fair because oh, like I really didn't I really didn't care about her brother and what he was doing and, like, well I thought uh, it was great like to see him spiral out and just because he's upset um because she got a chance at it and he knows that he's much better at a um this journeyman position where he's he's uh, helping people but you also had like the the story that the older brother did the exact same thing. You know, he lost yeah. his tryout and spiral that I control. No one in that family would be like, hey, you're fucking up just like your brother did. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, like, I get why you end on the note you do end on, but, like, there's a lot of shit that happened to Paige after that, you know? And, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's definitely, you know, I'm gonna say this delicately. There was leaked videos, um, and like, there's definitely you can see where she's holding her coveted divas title, covered in cum, you know, from her sex tapes. It's fucking weird, man. And then she like got kicked out of the WWE, right? Fucking like failed drug test, almost died, and then came back. And she's retired now. She has a fucking neck injury and had to retire. That's way more knowledge than I had. I have yeah, no idea I, about any of that. I very casually follow wrestling still. See, that's ridiculous. Uh, I figured that's why you didn't like this movie as much, but 
Uh, no, all that makes way more sense that you... I mean, it's understandable that WWE wouldn't want to put that into a movie. Um, especially one that they're highlighting. But uh, yeah, I thought it did a great job of just telling a fun little story. No, like I said, I think the main thrust is like, I don't think that the conflict that she's yeah coming into with, through training is solved through a montage. I think that's oh, yeah. really easy. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no real conflict for the movie. It's kind of just telling this easygoing story. Well, no, um, they're like they're setting up the conflict of like it's too hard and she can't like you don't even get her like realizing you know what one I don't see what Vince Vaughn saw in her like what is yeah. this spark she supposedly has because like I don't see it anywhere except that she's I think I think it seemed like that she was just uh, more different than everybody else exactly but they don't. She never comes to that. Yeah. yeah. Until the very end of the film, after she's gotten everything she wanted, it should be her learning that it's her differences that set her apart and then using that to get to the spot she makes it to. Yeah, but I think you had to show the uh, her brother learning from his mistakes before her, so it, it didn't leave a lot of time for her to make an adjustment and then we get that montage. Um, so yeah, I liked it. Go watch it <laughs> if you're able to. <laughs> I know it's not showing very, very, uh, many theaters right now, so. Yeah, it was fucking thrown in the back of ours, but it's like the number one movie in the UK right now. I believe it. Like, I loved seeing all that, uh, UK stuff and it seems like they have a bigger underground-esque wrestling scene. Obviously, like, People just throwing together the leagues and just showing off. But like, yeah, I love that that whole little this little family doing their own little thing and like putting on matches and shit like that. <laughs> I love the end end bits where like this is real shit. Like her parents are definitely doing this this underground wrestling in the UK and like shows them in videos of of them growing up and shit. Like that shit was dope. <laughs> Also, yeah. insanity to think that this is a real family. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Then, what are we watching for next week? Uh, we'll finish the first half of the second season of Battlestar Galactica. We'll do the next mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we got uh, our continuation of the best in the world. Uh, this is going to be a good week, man. Let me tell you, real good. <laughs> Uh, we, we, we have, for the best, we have The Green Mile. Oh, okay. For the worst, we have Human Centipede Part 3. Oof. <laughs> Woof. I'm so, definitely not excited about that in the least. Well, I can tell you that I'm not, because I've seen the first one, and... I checked out after that, but we're getting into the third one. It's going to be great. Son of a bitch. <sighs> I'm pretty sure the third one's the prison one where there's like 30 people. So, but I don't, I don't want to know more about it than going into it. Like, I'm fine with just watching it once and ever blocking it out of my brain after that. <sighs> That'd be great. Um, and then we got Captain Marvel. Yeah. Woo woo. I'm pretty excited. Getting back in the Marvel train. Yeah, it'll be good. Hopefully, yeah. I don't definitely know. will be. Aren't you not such a fan of Brie Larson? Did you tell me why I should be, and maybe I'll change my mind. But no. Did you ever watch the United States of Terra? No. Oh, I thought she was really excellent in that. That's like where my love for her. And plus, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. No, I love her in Scott Pilgrim, but like, I don't know. I didn't like. Oh, what else was there? Um, I didn't like fucking Skull Island. Um, that's because you're wrong, I, but that's fine. I didn't. You can go listen to our old episodes about that. <laughs> also, uh, did you realize this is we've been doing this for two years now? Sure, whatever. It makes sense. I'm calm. <laughs> I, I don't 
our second episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that room movie that she won an Oscar for. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't like her when she's on community. I don't know. Just not feels like fan. you're just feels like you're real projecting your hate. I believe it's because she hates white men and wants to get rid of all of us. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here with that bullshit. Gotta hate that. Um inclusion doesn't mean you hate the other side of the fence. Gotta hate that. Listen, listen, she is marginalizing me. She's taking away my rights <laughs> as a white I'm fine with it. I don't I don't need this great life that I was gifted with. To hell with it. Let other people have a shot at the ball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going in. <laughs> this movie already has a one <laughs> We'll see. So we'll watch all that shit, and we will come back and talk to you about it next week. Peace, pineapple, and all that good stuff.